So we're back again, guys, for another episode of Bring Others Along podcast. And today um, I'm with the very special Chantel, someone who, you know, very interesting story prior to actually us speaking, us, us um, having this conversation and sitting down. Um, you put out some very, I would say, necessary um, pieces of information via some books that you uh, you wrote. And I actually purchased a few of those books um, before actually meeting you. So it's, uh, it's actually good that we can sit down. It's almost like a full circle moment. It's actually good that we can sit down now and I can actually kind of pick your brain a bit and get an, an understanding of, you know, why you write <laughs> books and yeah. just the backstory. Because I think it's super... Um, super impressive number one um the books that you wrote and the content you've got out there so yeah welcome to uh welcome to the show Chantel thank you so much for having me thank you no I'm I'm pretty uh pretty grateful you're here so like I said you know the audience um I'm sure will take away uh hopefully we'll, we'll get some uh some good gems some good practical stuff based on the uh the books that you've wrote and the the content yeah. you put out there um, but before we get into that and before we, kind of, you know, make them aware of all the, the, the great work that you've got out there, um, I wanted to, to maybe understand a bit more about, you know, where it all came from, because the topic, you know, pretty much of today's uh, episode is going to be based around generational wealth yeah. um, and, you know, building generational wealth, how we can um, probably educate or what I like to say, wealth educate uh, our our kids <laughs> as I best like that, we yeah. can. Yeah, so, it, and, you know, it's, it's a sexy topic, you know, and, and one that I think in our community we probably should be um, a lot more aware of and obviously um, educated on. So this is going to be a, a pretty cool conversation to have. So yeah. in regards to, you know, even before we get to how you decided to you know, write these books and get this information out there. Was it actually something that, you know, in your household growing up, your family, you know, your friend circle, whatever, was that ever a conversation, ever a topic that was discussed? No, definitely not. Wow. Generational <laughs> wealth, yeah, def- that, that's a definite big no, unfortunately. Um, yeah, for me, all I knew, actually, which is kind of linked with it, but not exactly, is... Um, savings that's all I knew how to do and even that the only reason why I started taking savings seriously was um prior to this was during 2019 ish no no not 2019 2009 actually when I was in uni I would do this thing where like I would like during the summer I would work Mm -hmm. I'll just work 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 save up all my money and then go on holiday, blow it all, come back. And then it's like, I'm starting from scratch again. As you did. I did that like twice in a row. And then my mom just had to sit me down and be like, no, this is not it. You can't, you can't continue with this. Real like, life. No. Stopped me. Yeah. So that conversation with my mom is where I started to take savings seriously. She was like, you need to actually say you, you, the money you save, instead of blowing it on holiday, just start keeping it to the side for something in the future. But she didn't really have any generational wealth knowledge. All she felt was like, I needed to have like money for rainy days. So when we had that conversation, I thought, oh, that's quite true, you know, because usually I'll come back flat broke and I'm starting again. (laughs) So after that conversation, I thought, okay, let me try this savings thing. So that's how it all started for me, where um, at my workplace, they were doing this thing where they take like, I think, is it 10 pounds or 20 pounds every week? from your your pay and then at the end of the year you get all that money back and it it came up to about a thousand pounds but I would save on the side as well so that's where I started and then I at that time I was working part-time and then when I got my full-time job and I was getting more disposable income I thought okay I can increase this savings amount each month because I was still living with my parents yeah so that's where I got I, I would say that's where my obsession with savings started like I was just saving chunks and chunks and chunks of my money sort of thing but I didn't know what to do with the savings I thought okay savings okay what next there was no like I had no knowledge on investing Mm. all I knew is okay I want to I probably want to buy a house one day but right now it's just savings and I don't know if you know but 
you know, if you put money in a savings account, it's not really growing. The bank doesn't really give you much interest. So it's like, yeah, it's you know, it's, not, it's, it's just really not effective. But that's that's where that's where my I would say that was the only thing connected to generational wealth that I knew about. But in terms of generational wealth, building, investing, all of that, zero knowledge. <laughs> it's so funny because it's it's yeah. such a similar story. I mean, you know, I'm pretty much the same in terms of it was about saving for that rainy day. Yeah. You know, that yeah. rainy day, unfortunately, turns into rainy weeks, months, years and, you know. <laughs> All of a sudden, you'll pay yeah. catch up, and I suppose you know, for us in you know, from from our community and and you know, people in in our culture, unfortunately, again, if it is kind of discussed, if they are having those conversations, it's probably not um, on a wide scale. It's probably not yes. shared amongst exactly. more people, mm-hmm. and definitely something that you know is almost that you you kind of skip a part where you're you're in school, you're in uni, and then you're in real life, and then you're like how do I navigate this and, and yeah, yeah. what do I do so exactly I think it's so many people that would probably relate to, to that yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah even yeah. again a holiday I'll just live in my best life at that point <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking about anything else oh no the, the good old days the good old days yeah. no I, I suppose the fact that your mum was able was even able to to recognize you know yeah you know this is a conversation I need to have I think that's probably something that's for a lot of people also you know not you know something that they actually have unfortunately mm. so that that's that within itself you know kind of like you said may have set you on that path to understand like yeah, yeah the holidays probably aren't the end of <laughs> uh, yeah. at the moment so in in terms of I guess you know the, the saving side um side of things came about and then obviously you're able to like you said you, you're working now you're having a bit more disposable income this the I guess the, the network and the people that you're around and whether that's in, in work or whether that's in your personal life are yeah. those conversations being had are people now you know as I guess you're getting older you're kind of you know working out in a professional environment you know w- yeah. when did that start to uh to, to enter into the frame okay so I would say after, even after I got the, the full-time job, mm. um, I still wasn't knowledgeable at that point still. I was still just savings and that was it. I would say, honestly, it hasn't been that long. I would say maybe like five to maybe six years ago mm. was when I started to um, think, okay, you know, I was just asking myself like, Okay, so am I just going to be working, saving, working, saving, and that's just the cycle? You know, where does it end? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, and also when you when you see your parents like working up until they're 60, sometimes some people's parents work really till they're much older. You just think, I don't want like I don't see myself doing this. I don't want this, you know, like I feel like I want better for for my family sort of thing, you know? And uh, I think that was, what year was, I think either 2018, I think, or 2000, it must've been 18, yeah, is when um, I thought, you know what? I met this, um, I met this girl who she was, she posted something up on her Instagram, which was like a financial literacy seminar. Mm. And I thought, okay, that looks interesting. But initially I wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm going sort of thing. It was more like, okay. And I think because I had saved, you know, I, I just kept saving. I thought I need to know what I'm doing. And I think I initially wanted to buy property. That was like one of the first things. Because remember at this point, I don't really know about investing in stocks and shit. I don't know none of that. All I know is property. So I was like, okay, I want to buy property. <laughs> I want to buy property, but I would like to get a bit more insight as to how you can do that. So I thought, you know, if I go to this seminar, I'm sure they're going to talk about this and then I'll take it from there. So I already had my mind set on just, yeah, I'm just going to buy property. So I'm just going to learn about that. And that's it. So we got there. I went with two other girls. We got there and um, my eyes just started opening to other things. I was like, you know, they started talking about credit scores, Bitcoin, all these things that I thought, 
listen, this is not even in my remit of thinking. What is this language? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it just, it actually felt overwhelming at one point. But obviously when it got to the property section, I was more like, oh, okay. But it was just really good to sit there and be like, actually, so what? There's other ways that you can invest, stocks, shares. Okay, this is interesting. So what I did from that point was I spoke to the financial advisor who delivered the seminar. And I said, do you mind if I like help you out in your sessions? So that way I could just kind of hang around more people that, you know, are in that kind of financial yeah. literacy field. So whenever he did seminars, I would just go there, help them. Start. I didn't really ask them for nothing. I just wanted to be there. So I just helped them set up. And each time he delivered the seminar, I'm just picking up more and more knowledge from that, you know. And yeah, from there, I think that's where my life changed. I was like, yep. I need to do something about this, you know, this generational wealth thing is, is savings is just not enough. So that's where it all started from for me personally. And yeah, that's where and that's where I started to recognize people within my circle who are on the same wavelength. Like, yeah, we need to do this. Like, you know, and then yeah. obviously I always used to talk about it on my Snapchat, on my WhatsApp. I post things that it's all about financial literacy and savings and stuff. And a few people kind of pick up a few things here and there and want to join the same wavelength. But it's always a few people. It's never like a, yeah. a huge amount Proper of people, movement. you know? Yeah. yeah. No, and I think the two things that, yeah, that's that's really, really cool. <clears throat> the fact, first of all, because like, most people do see those adverts. They probably do see those, you know, come to my seminar, free webinar. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, this person just skip, like, just yeah. get off my timeline. But it's interesting that you took, you know, the um the, the steps to actually go and get yourself educated, or at least yeah. aware of what's what's you know, like you said, this this whole investment and generation wealth side of things is all about, and that mm-hmm. opened up your eyes to a whole, you know, yes, just options out there. And what I think is impressive is the fact that you actually, you know, became even more resourceful in terms of almost, I guess, almost interning um for for the guy who was actually delivering the you know yeah yeah and that within itself was an educational kind of course you know definitely front and center with the people who are actually doing it the other thing I would say actually that I found quite interesting is because I had this for for some time in terms of the people who you are surrounded you're surrounding yourself with and you know we hear it all the time your your net your your network is your net worth and yeah exactly are surrounding yourself with you know are they actually aligned are they on the same wavelength you know Mm -hmm. he's matching so how how was that I guess process almost in identifying and you know kind of curating the people who you know were moving in that same direction that you're on at the moment now you're involving you know these seminars and you're getting more educated on you know where you can invest your money you know was that then a conscious decision for you to go well now I know a little bit more who are the people I can yeah bring along yeah so um the first seminar was what kick-started everything. Mm-hmm. And then, um, as, as I said, I went with two friends who, you know, they, they I don't know, they just seem to be more level-headed. Like, they're just more like, yeah, yeah, they want more from life sort of thing. And they were into, we just shared the same interest. And from there, um, it was just, it's like, if, if I'm doing anything or if I'm going to anything related to financial literacy, I usually just call them, literally, because... Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's difficult because some people, if they don't show interest in that area, I don't know. Maybe it's because, because like I said, I'm always posting. So if you're interested, you would reach out. Like, yeah, I just have a collective few. It's not many, unfortunately, like I said, but I have a collective few that I know are on the same wavelength. And I just, whenever it comes to anything regarding finance, you know, investing, you know, I'm I'm always getting in touch with them. And if, if I find out anything new, I'll tell them, look, there's this course, do you want to do it? Or it even gets to a point where even if I, let's say, purchase a course online, like I recently purchased a, a, a stock market course like a year ago or so. If I purchase it and I, and I check it out and it's really good, I'll be like, yo, you need to watch. I don't even let them pay for it. I just send it to them because I just feel like 
this knowledge is too valuable. Like you guys need to jump on it. But I only usually do that with serious minded people, not someone who's just going to waste a resource, if that makes sense. Like someone that I know they're going to definitely benefit from it. I just like, yeah, just check this out, you know. But yeah, there's not a lot. But I feel like ever since I started to create the resources, Mm. I've had more people Mm. interested without when I didn't have the book and the flashcards and all of that. It was more like, okay, yeah, she's always talking about financial literacy here and there, but okay, cool. (laughs) But yeah, but ever since I started to like pour out my the knowledge I had gathered, and after the seminar, it was just YouTube videos, books. I was just, I was just so in love with the topic area. Mm. I was just everything just to kind of get an understanding. And I remember I actually asked that financial advisor if he could teach me about stocks and shares because I really wanted to get in it and um he gave me a quote of what he would charge me for it and I was like and I was on maternity leave during then so I was like yeah this is not gonna work so I'm just gonna (laughs) I'm just gonna do my own research (laughs) and try and learn about it myself and I am so glad I did I'm so glad I I didn't take the lazy route and just get him to explain it to me Mm. I watched so many, so many YouTube videos. I read so many books and I got like a really good understanding of how, you know, the whole thing works kind of thing. And I was like, so is this what I was going to pay 200 odd pounds for? I could use that 200 to invest in the stock market now, you know? So that's what, that was my thought process. But yeah, like, honestly, I don't have a huge amount of people at the time when I was starting, I didn't have a huge amount of people that were into that area. But ever since I released the book and the flashcards, it's like, I've had a lot more people interested, like, okay, I want to someone, quite a few people actually would be like, I want to start investing in stocks and shares. Like, where do I start? I'm like, I'm not a financial advisor, but, (laughs) you know, you can start on this platform or, you know, this, that, that can give like general advice, but not specific investing advice, because obviously you have to do it at your own risk and stuff. So, yeah. No, absolutely. But that's that's super impressive because I feel like not many people do genuinely take the steps towards Mm. wanting to put that work in. And I yeah, think yeah. that's that's just lost. Like you said, you know, there's there's different avenues, there's different routes you can take. You know, you could of have, course, you know, yeah. One is pretty much kind of doing it for you, or you know, in some shape or form, almost yeah. autopilot, right? But yeah. you actually decided, you know what? Yeah. Understanding this top these topics and yeah. what it's going to what each and every I guess facet of investing entails. I'm just going to put the hours in, you know, so you yeah, yeah. 10,000 hours. Exactly, exactly that. It, it, it's paid off. So now that, that's super impressive. On the, on the <laughs> I guess, the, the friends and the, and the circle kind of things that, you know, I, I do really feel you on that because I do find it's a bit of a struggle when you are trying to move in a certain direction and, you yes. know, for whatever reason, like you said, people in the early days, I guess, were like, oh, Chantal, she's posting about financial stuff again. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. you've got the books, now you've got the flashcards, now you've got all these, um, all, of, all of this content, all these resources that people can actually touch yeah. and they can use. Yeah. How it kind of starts to make sense. Yeah, it starts to, yeah, it starts it to starts click from there, yeah. Super impressive. So now that I guess we're, at that stage where, like you said, you, you've definitely put in the time, you've put in the research, um, yeah. you're building your knowledge base of all of these different, you know, ways in which you can invest. When mm-hmm. the, uh, the spark take place for actually getting the, uh, the the books and the flashcards and all the resources, was that, you know, soon after or are we talking months, years down the line? Yeah, so um, after, after, obviously, I fell in love with the whole subject area, mm-hmm. I obviously because I okay so I got pregnant and then I was just like okay I'm gonna have a child now so I need to get more serious (laughs) you know I feel like when you're becoming a parent you naturally just think okay I feel like I am generally a serious person but I feel like I need to yeah a bit more now yeah like you're gonna be responsible for a whole human being so you need to you know get your get your act together basically yeah so during my pregnancy to be honest again wasn't really thinking of doing nothing really (laughs) and it was when my son was born like soon after he was born in February 2020 
I just, I don't know. It just, I don't know what it was, but from then I was like, I was just thinking, okay, I need to make sure my son is set because I don't want him struggling the way that I've had to struggle. So I was just looking at ways I can build generational wealth for him. So then, you know, touch wood, if I'm no longer here, he's going to be good and he's not going to worry about anything because I don't want him to worry about anything. Absolutely. So I started doing, that's where, you know, a bulk of my research started. I was thinking, okay, first of all, the first thing that I knew, even before he was born, that I was going to do, I said, you see that child benefit money, yeah? I'm not touching a penny. <laughs> I'm just going to open up an account for him. That money's going to go straight. I did the math. I just calculated everything that by the time he's 18, what would he get? I was like, wow, okay. Even at that age, if he has like, you know, almost a thousand, he can do something with that at that age, you know, or maybe when he's a bit older, I can give him a bit of it or all of it, whatever he wants to do at that point, as long as it makes financial sense, I can support him with that. So already I knew that child benefit money was not getting touched. So as soon as he was born, I opened up the account for him. So that was one of the first steps. And then from there, that's when my interest in um, investing started. I thought, okay, let me let me teach myself about this whole stocks and shares thing because during my research I was seeing certain people in America who they've opened up investment accounts for their kids from when they're like literally zero days old and I'm thinking wow like yeah this is the wavelength I'm on you must have been watching the same things I tell you that now (laughs) I was like because I sat there and I thought to myself, if my parents had all this knowledge and they did that for me, I will be laughing right now. And I was thinking, yeah, I need to do this for my son. So that's what drove me to do the um, the stocks and shares. And I, so as I was doing the research, I thought, oh, yeah. And then another thing I did was life insurance. I thought, OK, that's another avenue as well that I can. You know, I was just thinking of all the different ways I can just accumulate wealth for my child. <laughs> like I was thinking all the different avenues. And as I was writing all these notes down I thought hold on a minute like I can actually just put this all together as a guide and put it in a book because I'm sure there's parents that they might not know where to start like where do I start like you know what do I do you know or there's some parents whereby they might not have even thought about saving their child benefit they just think yeah let's just use it to look after the child whilst you could actually put that money away and you know try and make it work and at least when your child is 18 They've got something, you know, they've got a stash of money there that you can support them with if it's uni or whatever, whatever it is you want to support them with. Mm -hmm. So that's where the book idea came. I thought, okay, let me just write a book and see. I've never written a book, but let me just put, you know, a few chapters together. So I started looking at what the different chapters and what the different things I can talk about, which covers the whole spectrum of like generational wealth. But I didn't want to make it boring. That's why the, the book is very quick to read. It's just very, very, you know, it's like a summary of the main ish, the main topics in in building generational wealth. So I was like, yeah, I need to write this book. So I had to do separate research on how to publish a book and all of that. I needed to understand how that works as well. So wow. during my maternity leave, I did a lot of research. I think <laughs> what I realized while I was on maternity leave is when you go to work and come back home, you don't get much time to actually tap into your creative mind much. You just go to work, you come back, I'm tired, I'm just going to get food and sleep. But being on maternity leave, just having that time off, it just made my mind go in overdrive. I was like, oh, wow, I could do this. Oh, I could do that. It just, yeah, I, I was just, I think maternity leave was probably one of the most useful times I've, I've had in my life, to be honest, because usually I'm just go to work, come back, I'm not thinking about doing anything else. I'm trying to catch some sleep so I can wake up in the morning and go back to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's where the book was born. And I dedicated, dedicated the book to my son at the beginning. I've got like a little dedication bit to him because obviously he's the, I feel like after he was born, that's where that idea was birthed. So I just dedicated it to him and yeah. So that's, that's how it all started really. Wow. And then from the book, I then started thinking, okay, like I said, because I have a passion for um, having children learn about these things earlier on. So they're not waiting until they're adults to now realize, oh, this is generational wealth, blah, blah, blah. I thought, let me put something in place. So then, you know, they can start learning it from from young. So by the time they're 13, they already know, okay, 
this is what I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, invest in stocks and shares. I want to buy property. You don't want them getting to their late thirties and they're like, oh, late twenties. And they're like, okay, yeah. where do I start? Grab I don't know. What life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah. So I, I, I just have a passion for the youth to just get that grasp, that knowledge as soon as they can. So then their life can just start picking up even before they finish uni. They already know like, right. yeah, this is what I'm doing sort of thing. So, yeah. So that's how the whole thing started, really, in 2020. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, if people were ever under the illusion that, you know, everyone was just on a on, um, clubhouse or, or Netflix, <laughs> just waiting yeah. to get by. Nah, I, I think, you know, you showing that during that time, you know, it was obviously time well spent. And I think you're, you're super, you know, on point with the fact that the creativity that you possess is almost uh pressed in a in a lot of ways because you don't have the room you know that this is a reality of a lot of people by the way which is why I think it's so you know super super dope that you're able to talk about it and uh, Mm. you were still able to achieve what you have because a lot of people's reality are you go to work in the morning you come home in the evening and for the most part you're going to eat dinner you're going to you know try Mm -hmm. and that's it and you just rinse and repeat and I think you know for for yourself to really in a lot of ways you know make sure that you 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 were able to use your time first of all um wisely and produce content that like you said not just for yourself or you know you could have easily kept all of these gems all of the stuff that you've learned during that period where you were researching and I'm sure it must have been super frustrating you must have been just countless hours trying to get all of this information in your head yeah uh, yeah trust me <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah no, I, I definitely can relate so the fact that you were able to actually you know put that information in in a book and a, and a very well-written book and geared towards our our youth and you know I think youngsters especially in a black and brown community where oftentimes it's not discussed you know this generational wealth so hyped about now the like I said earlier that the wealth education of it (laughs) it's really gonna sit within you know maybe not well our generation I'm not saying that we're we're past it but certainly like you say for your son my daughter and and the young the younger Mm -hmm. of course having them equipped with this knowledge is invaluable you know so yeah super yeah. to you I, I think it's super impressive so uh, one thing that I actually wanted to because I think you mentioned this to me and I, I found it pretty funny uh we were talking about <laughs> just about you know people who are kind of later in in life you know whether it's mid-20s late-20s early 30s whatever and you were saying about mm-hmm. your, your uh one of your friends or someone in your circle you know who oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't know you know I, I wouldn't put them on blast but yeah it, yeah you know, or at least gave any thought to you know passive income and how they can earn that kind of uh that kind of money and, and I think you know that really kind of speaks volumes to yes. how much of a, a need and a gap there is in our community exactly. especially to get that information in the hands of exactly, you know, the, yep. the younger generation so mm-hmm. yeah so in terms of the resources and this is something yeah. I, I'm, I'm quite excited about because like I said mm-hmm. I've got you um which I've you know over the last year and a half or so definitely been using um so how did you structure it in terms of because you've got multiple different resources <clears throat> how you kind of went about deciding what to do how you do it and um yeah share that with us yeah so um basically the the workbooks were the last bit that came it was the book first, the main book for parents and adults in general. And then the flashcards came. So with the flashcards, I just thought, OK, what I need to do now is think of I was thinking of all the, the more like the popping financial literacy terms like, you know, passive income, inflation, mortgage, like, you know, those basic, yeah, the basic stuff that I, I just thought, OK, how can I how can I just put something together where they can grasp it and understand it and understand that some of these definitions are when you go online the definitions of most of these um terms are very long-winded and just I'm thinking kids are not going to take this in like it's just not going to happen <laughs> so I thought okay I need to actually break this down so I spent quite a lot of hours trying to find the simplest way I can 
put, you know, the definitions across. And I remember I reached out to one of my best friends, actually. She um, she works in a nursery. And I was telling her, like, what I did was when I came with the definitions for the five-year-old, the five-year-old plus, yeah. I sent it all to her just for her to look at it. And I said, do you think the kids that you, you work with will understand this? <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, um, so she helped me change a few things around. She was like, oh, yeah, they'll get this, they'll get that. But with this one, maybe use a more simpler word or something. So she kind of helped me with, you know, making everything quite simplified. So it's like, that's why the flashcards are very, it's quick, isn't it? You just want them to know that, okay, what's a mortgage? I don't need to go into like, oh, it's a loan that you take out for 25 years and blah, blah. Just a loan that you can use to buy property and land. That's it. If you get the workbook or anything else, then it will, it, the workbooks is kind of like, expanding your knowledge as you get older if that makes sense so yeah. as you get older you learn a bit more about what that means basically so I did the same so I did the five years one so the five years one is just 14 double-sided cards and the difference with the five years plus is behind the card there's an explanation for the parents to explain what these things are to the kids and in a more simple very simple simple way so, for example, I know one of the flashcards for the five years plus is what is a pension? So I've put the plain definition at the front and at the back, I've put like a picture of two elderly people just so they can understand. Do you get what I mean? Just so they can understand what it means. And I've just said at the back to the parents, like explain to the child that pension is when, you know, when you're young and you're working your um your you accumulate, you put money on the side during your working years. And then when you're old and you're not able to work that's your pension pot just make it simple they don't need to know like all the nitty gritty right now as long as they just have an idea and yeah. they know that there's something <clears throat> called a pension that's what's important right now at five six do you get what I mean and right. then the seven plus I added a bit more stuff I, I remember adding inflation I added tax just a bit more advanced just so that you know it's like a step further yeah. than um the five years plus so that was that one first. But the workbooks, I think I had the most fun doing that because I had to think of different ways I could, um, I had to come up with all the the exercises myself. I just thought, really? how can I test their knowledge? Yeah, I was thinking, okay, I think, first oh. I'll think of, okay, if I'm talking about, for example, wants and needs, for example, like a budget. A budget is you need to prioritize your, your needs over your wants. So maybe as an exercise, you could, you know, test them like, what do you think a need is? So you put different things there, let them circle what the want is or let them circle what the need is just to help them kind of like actually understand what they're taking in and not just, you know, just reading about it sort of thing. So the exercise part was really fun. I just tried to make it fun. I put like a little, I think a crossword at the back as well, word search, just to make it a bit more interactive and hopefully they'll be doing the, the, the exercises maybe with a parent around just to kind of like help explain things further. But yeah, most of the exercises um, were all created by myself. And I also would go online just to see, you know, exercises for a certain age group. And I would kind of bounce off those ideas and think, okay, maybe I could do this. But if I'm honest with you, out of all my workbooks, I think my favorite is the last one, which is the 13 plus, because I found it a little bit difficult trying to simplify things when it came to the financial literacy terms and stuff. It was a bit of a struggle, but with the 13 plus, I felt like, yeah, they're much older. I can be a bit less, you know, sim <laughs> simplified with that. Uh, and okay. I still made it simplified, but it just wasn't as, I didn't have to keep making sure like, okay, this word is a bit too advanced. I need to change that. Mm. It was a lot easier for me to do. And I could talk about things like, credit scores, mortgage, you know, side hustle, um, you know, all the different types of income that, you know, you can get and stuff like that. So I, that was, that's my favorite. I'm not going to lie. That's like really one of my favorite ones. Like even the, there's even parts in that workbook where I teach them like how to go online and search for like, let's say if you're looking for a company to invest in the stock market, because okay. usually there's like a ticker symbol, isn't it? the company you can look you can look for a company via its ticker symbol so I teach them how to like you need to go on google and type 
what you need to type in to get the ticker symbol for the specific company you want to invest in. And I've got like a screenshot of how you do all of that. So I really enjoy doing that. I just wanted to give them like a, this is how you do it, you know, and not having for them to guess. So, yeah. Uh, I think, and just so, you know, the audience is aware, there's the the five plus, seven yes. plus. And, and 13, 13 plus, 13 plus uh, as well as a fast car. So, uh, uh, you know, variety of different options, obviously. And, and what I really like about this is, like you said, based on the age group is, is simplified for that specific age group. But it also shows yeah. progression, you know, as of, yeah. you know, the year um, that the child's increasing um, uh, yeah. older and stuff like that. And I found it even for parents, you know, there's obviously the, the generational wealth one um, that I read as well in maybe parents understanding how to have these conversations and the ways in which you know they can whether it's a five-year-old or a 15-year-old you know these are conversations exactly are are definitely necessary what i find you know even and and to this day i just i just don't know it really it just really baffles me when you think about you're basically designing a, a playbook in a lot of ways for you know how you can teach your children from a very young age about yeah. practical stuff that they never yeah. encounter later on. And yeah, exactly. In school, it's not <laughs> at all. So you, you just think about that for a second. You, there's no way, you know, exactly. that our kids are coming home saying, oh, I learned about taxes today. You know, the, the more. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy. You know? yeah. yeah, I know how to file my taxes now. And I know, you know, about mortgages. and I know about interest rates. Like it, it's, it's exactly, yeah. But the fact that, and that's why I was so, you know, just excited to have you on the, on, on the show, but also to really, you know, allow people to know that for someone like yourself, like you said, you know, you're not, you know, a financial advisor, but you were basically yeah. utilizing the tools and the information that let's face it, it's out there for everyone. Yeah, um, definitely. You basically just applied yourself. Obviously you did the research and you were able to put as a collective, um, some pretty good, I would think anyways, cause I've got them and I've used them workbooks that, you know, you can, oh, thanks. no, you can genuinely get, you know, some real valuable information out of it. So, yeah, super, super impressive what you've been able to do. Um, Thank you. Yeah, but last year, everyone's panicking about, you know, <laughs> and you're just out here, yeah, just... All right, honestly. And, and uh, it's super impressive. So, uh, you know, I, I was really, really excited to have you on. So at the present moment, so the 13 plus is the latest one. in. in yeah, that's the latest one, yeah. Okay. How do you now kind of um, look at the landscape of investment? Now you have all this knowledge. Now you have, you know, you're, you're obviously a lot more advanced than where you started. Yeah, 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 definitely. How do you go into, you know, investments and the whole building that generational wealth now with the knowledge you have? Is there, you know, <clears throat> cool things that you do, um, you know, yeah. that you can share with the, the, the audience and how you go? Yeah. So def- so basically before before the you know the workbooks and the book itself and all of that came I was myself and my husband we were actually renting a one bedroom flat in Fulton Heath mm. and I've always like asked any of my friends I've always said I need to buy a house like I just need to buy a house <laughs> you know like I was just thinking even if it means even if I'm not living in it I just need to buy a house like that was one of my the first things I wanted to do and tick off my list in terms of generational wealth. However, I feel like people tend to, okay, let me not say people, some (laughs) people, (laughs) some people tend to think that buying a house is the only way or maybe the only avenue you can build generational wealth. And my research taught me that mm -mm, it really isn't. It is one of the ways that you can, you know, build generational wealth, but there are other ways because I understand that it can be difficult to raise a deposit and all of these things that, you know, there's a lot of things that inhibit people from getting on the property ladder. It's not just deposit, there's other various reasons. So, you know, I feel like I really want people to consider other options, even if that option isn't hasn't materialized yet. 
And I feel like that's what I was doing at the time. So whilst we were in the flat, I was still putting money aside for a deposit to buy a place later. But in the, in that in that moment, when I started learning about stocks and shares, what I actually did was I took a little bit, not so much, but a little bit of money from my savings, from my um, house deposit and put some in the stock market. I was like, it's just sitting in that bank. It's not doing anything. It's not growing. It's just building up till I get it until I get the property. So I took a bit of the money, put some in the stock stock market just to get that side of things going. So so I had the deposit money, then stocks and shares started, you know, going off from there. So from there, I just started educating myself. And then with my own investment strategy in terms of the stock market, it's, it's just so much. Honestly, it's just so much to go into. But I'm just going to narrow it down to what I do. And I'm not again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm very into um, two things. I only invest in um, very well established companies that have been around for years. Like I don't I don't do penny stocks or anything that is like new company set up. No. So I invest in companies like Apple. You know, you know, the you know, the well-established ones. They're going to be around for a while. I'm very interested in dividend paying stocks. So for those that may not know what a dividend is, it's basically when a company makes profit, they distribute um, a portion of that profit to all their shareholders. So, for example, Apple does actually. So Apple um, distributes dividends to its shareholders. So if you invest in Apple every quarter, you will get. A dividend payment from them based on how many shares you own in the company. So I I was very attracted to that because it's very passive. You don't need to do nothing. You just put your money, you know, buy shares in the company. Every quarter you get a little payment, but obviously it depends on how many shares you own. The more you own, the more dividends you get. And once you get paid the dividends, you just reinvest it back into the company. And then the more you invest it, the more it's just it just piles up from there so that was that's one that's what I do I love dividend investing because I love how passive it is like you just once you get your dividend reinvest it back and you can just keep buying more shares keep Mm -hmm. buying more shares so I just think by the time my by the time my son is probably 18 you know if I can be making like over a thousand pounds a month for, for doing nothing just dividend payments coming through that's 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 me setting my son up already. Do you get what I mean? Like well, that's eighteen just, years, absolutely. Yeah, do you get what I mean? So that's one of the things that I'm really into. And obviously, there's different type. There's growth stocks and stuff like that. And just a, there's a lot more that you can go into. But my own strategy that I really like and I actually implement is dividend stocks. So because I just like the fact that it's passive and over time you just keep building it until. You get to a point where the obviously the quicker you can buy more shares, the quicker you will get more dividends, and you can probably try and retire early on that because it's just mm-hmm. it's just you're not doing anything. You're yeah. just getting paid because you're investing in the company. That's it, literally. So that's one thing. And then this year we finally bought a property. So we okay. we bought a three bedroom property. Yeah, yeah. So we finally I finally put that deposit to use because I had been saving that for such a long time. I was just like, I really need to get on this property ladder. <laughs> honestly, like it's honestly, Shane, it's been such a struggle. And this is the struggle I don't want my kids or any other kids in this generation to go through. I want them to have access to wealth without not obviously I'm not saying I don't want them to struggle. Of course you I mean I don't want them to struggle in that way. Obviously, they need to work hard for certain things, but Absolutely. it's really good to know that, okay, you're, you're, you're set up. You don't have to go through really terrible hardship just to build generational wealth. If your parents have already kind of put certain things in place and with the knowledge, you just build up from there. Do you get what I mean? You have like a platform, yeah. but I don't want the kids of this generation to have no platform whatsoever. It's like, where do we start? What are we doing? I want the parents to just kind of, build a foundation and then they can start building from there for their generation and then the next generation and then the next yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly what I want for our generation basically no and, and that's so, yeah but for me that's just it just property stocks and shares and I won't lie to you I've even started looking at bitcoin I'm just thinking hmm, I need to <laughs> 
So who knows? I might come up with a resource mm. talking about Bitcoin. Who knows? We'll do, but yeah. we'll do a part two with Bitcoin and NFT. I know, right? I, I, I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, again, it's super impressive because mm. I think just, just the mindset to have, you know, an abundance mentality, right? Because yes. people who are in positions, well, maybe I'm generalizing, but people who are in positions and they do acquire, you know, some some level of knowledge, some level of understanding of how, you know, certain things work and they can profit off of it or they can do things that, you know, can enhance the way that, you know, they can obviously live their life. It's not often shared a- around, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Scarce, yeah. Scarce yeah. mentality. So, <clears throat> That's why I think it was, you know, super impressive, number one, the, the books that you wrote, but also the fact that, you know, you, it came from a place of how can I help the next generation, you know? Yeah, honestly. Talk about generational wealth, but I think they focus more on the wealth side of things. Like they're, they're not thinking there's actually generations that need to, you know, come through and that cycle needs to be quite repetitive in order for it to actually exactly. be generational wealth you can't have exactly. one just enjoying the luxuries and the wealth building. yeah and then one <laughs> exactly. behind, they're like wait where where yeah. did go? you know yeah so, exactly and i think that's that's definitely um something that you know i, I think you you definitely should be proud of because I, I think it's super thank lovely. you so much it helped me um tremendously in terms of you oh. know educating you know, my daughter and making sure that she's aware of, like you oh, said, practical things, you know, yeah. things that are just so, I mean, for us, we probably consider it to be rel- relatively basic, but for a 10, 11, 12, 13 year old, yeah, you know, they're not having conversations in, in, in the schools, unfortunately. Exactly. This is the thing. Exactly. They're not, they're yeah. really not. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a bit of a disadvantage and a disservice yeah. that, our kids are uh, up against but yeah hopefully through uh through yourself and, and uh, <laughs> yeah uh, they can uh they can get the knowledge that they need so just I guess looking forward um because I'm also well, I say I'm also I'm already thinking about you know what what 15 plus 17 18 plus <laughs> is gonna look like no no pressure yeah. but are there plans to continue you know the series and, and really you know elevate the the resources you've got yeah so at the moment um you know being a first-time mom oh my god my life honestly even even that 13 plus it took me so long to finish it I just thought oh my god I really need to get this out you know but um at the moment I'm just thinking of maybe I would really love to maybe do stuff like workshops and stuff that's one of the things I would love to do obviously when you know, I guess things are starting to get back to normal now, like, you know, um, face-to-face workshops or even virtual workshops. I, d- I did do like a, a little teaching session on 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 um, a virtual one and it went really well. And I felt like, wow, maybe this is something I can actually keep doing really, like maybe on weekends for like, maybe like an extra, you know, extra bit on the side for kids Why to not? do on the weekends. And stuff. So yeah, that's one of my my things that I would love to do. And also another thing I would love to do, but I don't know how possible it is, is to try and get my resources into schools. I don't know if that's going to be possible, but let's fight the good fight. Let's fight the good fight. No, I I think that's again that should be so compulsory. You know, in my head, probably a lot of people listening, they're thinking, you know, these are things that you literally will face during your lifetime it yeah you will know about taxes whether you like it or not yeah so, exactly you know, why is it not at least exposed you know to our kids exactly at, at that age so I, I think wholeheartedly you, you you should and and almost you know anything obviously you know we can do and, and the community can do to try and improve the way that the schools are educating our kids you know one yeah building definitely it, you can do that but um, I think the other point that you made, well, actually going back to that, have you have you actually tried to, um, you know, communicate or reach out to, to schools and other? That's the thing. I haven't actually done that yet, but I will definitely devise a plan to try and like see how I can, you know, <laughs> start pitching it in. Because I think it, like you said, it's so important, like. You know, they're teaching stuff like algebra and all that. And we don't utilize that when we finish school. Like we need to know, like, 
how to buy property. We need to know all these other things. Like you said, taxes, like teach us what we need, you know, when we leave school. Don't teach us things that we're not going to utilize when we get to college or uni and, you know, all that stuff. Like, I just feel, yeah, it's something I really would, I really want to do, but I just need to sit down and plan like what schools I'm going to target. But I know one lady who she works in a school and she bought some of my workbooks off me to give to the children. So I've I've kind of connected in that way, but it's I want to do it in a in a way whereby I actually contact the schools directly and and see if how I can you know have my resources distributed that way as well but we'll see obviously if that happens you'll definitely hear about it <laughs> we'll be back and try to talk about, about it, it. Nah, absolutely but yeah you'll definitely hear about it but in terms of resources I mean I would love to create more but I'm just I I don't the thing is I don't want to release a resource just for the sake of it like you know I actually want it to it has to make sense before I actually put it together that's how I see it so I don't know what is next in terms of the resource but I am I'm just trying to think like what what would make more sense to come out after that that will benefit you know yeah the the youth so yeah but whatever it is you definitely definitely hear about it and yeah we'll take it from there but we'll see hopefully no, I, I I follow you heavily, and you know I'm a big fan as well. Even before we got a chance to do this, so um, yeah, support is is a hundred percent you know coming from this end. And I suppose, like you said, you know, not just on the uh, the school systems and trying to get you know your your resources into them, um, the workshops. You know, I, I've got a few yeah. guys on the on the show who we're speaking to, you know, who. A specialist in their industries and you know we've been talking about putting together like you know master classes and just oh things, nice yeah really things that you know it's not just about people coming on the show and kind of talking and you know expressing and sharing uh, which is great you know it's fantastic but also how can we continue beyond just this conversation beyond exactly, tonight, yeah. how can people make sure they're utilizing the information mm-hmm. able to continue mm-hmm. to learn continue to grow um and share it you know and yeah. you know we're, we're bringing others along um on, the, on yeah. the and the community can only benefit from that so yeah I think that's something that you know perhaps definitely in the future once we get the um once we start to put those steps together we can look and see how we can support you in that in that yeah, thank you so much yeah no absolutely I, I like I said I think <clears throat> pretty dope what, you, what you've accomplished so far so whatever we can do hopefully as a community to get behind yeah, you know exactly i think that's only uh, that's, that's only right and that's only necessary um but yeah, yeah. but now <laughs> this has been this has been amazing man i, I yeah, really definitely it. it's been good yeah i really enjoyed the conversation because like i said you know just reading the books and having access to them and you know actually being able to kind of articulate a lot of this stuff like you said which oftentimes it doesn't need to be that complicated you know, yeah. it's jargon, but you know, you've really broken it down. And I, I don't know if people can see. I'll definitely post, um, you know, the the workbooks and obviously plug the links, yeah. the socials and stuff like that. But I like the um, the artwork that you that yeah, you that was very deliberate. I'm not gonna lie. People who are listening probably obviously yeah. able to see, but I'll, I'll plug it on the socials. Like. <laughs> Yeah, very, very, very uh, amazing artwork. And I think, again, you know, super intentional and very necessary. Yeah, yeah, definitely intentional, yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap up, um, there's a, a few, I guess, uh, items that we need to, to close up. Oh, actually, before we do that, because I, I do um, put this question out to all the, all the guests, all the guys that come on the show, which is, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, or keeping in, in the theme of bringing others along, you know, who would you oh, yeah, yeah. like to see on the show? Who would you recommend? Who maybe in your network or someone far away? It doesn't really matter. But the same way, you know, you're sharing and, you know, kind of uh, putting the gems mm-hmm. of wisdom out there for the community, anyone that you would recommend or like to see on the show, and then we basically go and, you know, make them miserable until they say yes. <laughs> That's kind of um, yeah, I would definitely recommend um, the financial advisor that kind of got me on this whole journey 
to begin with. And his name is Emmanuel Osoko. So I don't know, I can reach out to him and see, because he's really doing a lot of, you know, public speaking and podcast and different. He's quite busy, but, um, wow. you know, I'm sure he lo- he loves to talk about gen- all things generational wealth. And <laughs> listen, you see this small knowledge that I've given, this is nothing. He will give you everything. Like he is so, so amazing. Like, honestly, he would literally, and, and you know what? He's so funny and relatable as well. Like he's such a nice guy. So yeah, I would definitely, that's who I would recommend. hundred percent. No, happen, Emmanuel, let's, 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 let's lock in, let's tap in and make it happen. Yes. Have these conversations (laughs) for the culture. No, but you know, we'll, we'll obviously, and I think through the networking and just the sheer amount of conversations I've been able to have, you know, there's yeah. so, so much crossover between my guests and different people. So for me, yeah. it's actually super, you know, I don't know. I just, just overwhelmed at how, you know, people who are spoken to, they're like, Oh, so you do this. So, yeah. And it, it just comes together really nicely. So, yeah. you know, hopefully we can, uh, we can reach out to him and he can carve out some time to, you know, share some gems. With the, uh, with the, yeah, exactly. With the exactly. Um, and I know that you've uh, come bearing gifts. So this is actually super. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super uh, thankful for you for doing this. So we've got, <laughs> for everyone listening, everyone watching, we do have a, a giveaway. Obviously, like I said, Chantal's got quite a few different books and resources, flashcards. The holiday season is around the corner. So this is mm-hmm. a probably top of the list I would think you know in terms of getting uh presence getting information out there to the 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 kiddies so we're basically going to be giving away um I'll plug the link in the socials as well so people can see um but the flashcards and um one of the uh the workbooks as well um I guess you know from Chantal but also from myself I'll um be uh putting one of the books up for one of the lucky listeners viewers and basically pretty simple just be uh following um at bring others along podcast um uh, both on ig and um on, on youtube um and if you have listened um to this this episode today just take any snippets any uh any conversation pieces that you know resonated with you uh make sure you post it make sure you tag us and uh you have to be uh adding let's say let's say 10 let's say 10 yeah (laughs) the whole point is to bring others along so let's bring some other people into the conversation definitely i'll be following the social so at bring others along podcast both on ig both on youtube um post any snippets in your stories on your on your socials and make sure you tag us as well and uh yeah make sure you tag your friends and we'll be choosing Mm -hmm. Um, to uh, we'll be choosing two people at random um, and yeah we'll hopefully be uh, making some people pretty uh, pretty happy with you know uh, a few (laughs) well education um, books yeah I I would say I I need to get work that word is it's a mouthful we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) Uh, Chantal once again super grateful I'm so glad you agreed to do this because it was thank you guys thank you for having me absolutely and hopefully people listening you know can take away some practical stuff they can take away some things and i will be sharing all of the information where you can buy and support uh chantelle's uh movement with the generational wealth building uh resources that she's got and yeah uh looking forward to uh maybe a 15 plus or 18 plus and having, having you back <laughs> yeah, on hopefully, yeah definitely once that's done definitely. um but yeah once again thank you for for logging on thank you for taking the time and uh no problem at all no problem we'll catch you guys on the next episode uh thanks for listening thank you